0: the assault on our capital on January 6th last year is a day that should live in infamy in the minds of every american the insurrection was a direct assault on our democracy and an attempted coup the global collapse of democracy has invaded America. And it's up to us to fight for democracy and the American way of life. Least we lose our freedoms and our right to vote. We must never let our country be overthrown and ruled by a dictator. Come to make sure it never happens again. Let's gather together to call for an end to the politics of division and to protect democracy and voting rights. I will be holding a candlelight vigil in Whittier, California at City Hall at 6 p.m. Our featured speaker is United States Representative Linda Sanchez. If you're in the East Los Angeles County area or nearby, come by on Thursday, January 6th at six to remember the insurrection and the officers who lost their lives and the damage that was done to our nation. We will meet in front of City Hall in Whittier, California for a candlelight vigil and to remember those who died and were injured defending our capital and our nation. And if you're not in Whittier, go to Jan6unityday.org to find an event near you or even to host one in your town or community. That's Jan6unityday.org. It's so important that we defend our democracy and remember the insurrection for what it was, an attack on democracy so that we can make sure that it never happens again. Uh, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser first called Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy to ask for help at 1.34 p.m. It looks now like the Capitol, the, the police... Yeah, Pete, let me break away from you back. a second, because things are happening very quickly. According to your written testimony, you were, quote, aware that demonstrators had breached the Capitol. Let's talk now about propaganda to avoid when talking to conservatives. And there are many words that we should avoid when talking about politics. But democracy is not one of those words. If you want to talk, I mean, a lot of my motivation for doing this is that there's been a dissing of democracy and all the democratic propaganda. And now we're being told that we want to use the words voting rights and stay away from the word democracy because people don't believe in democracy. Young people don't believe in democracy. Now, this slide tells us that's true. Look at this. They've been, they're taught wrong. And so we're gonna need to stand up for democracy. Yes, we can talk about, I think voting rights is a good idea. It's a good idea to have voting rights as a propaganda tool, as a messaging. But not to, but democracy is also important. Once we get them to realize that voting rights is important, we need to help people understand that democracy is important too. It's the only system capable of representing the will of the people. So, some of the words that we should avoid there are words we should avoid. Democracy isn't one of them, but we should avoid words like socialist, neoliberal, capitalism, capitalist. Uh, they're obviously not helpful with conservatives and moderates, uh, and but we should never use these words, actually, in the context of a political campaign or as political labels. I mean, if you're in an econ- academic context, discussing political ag- ideology, okay, but outside of the academic discussion, these words are most often used to attack our allies, to attack one another, uh, and not against the right. And this is a problem that's been recently. We spend a lot of time on the left attacking one another. These words are used to attack one another. But let's start with socialism though. The socialism is a highly charged word. It alienates millions of Americans and we don't need the word. We don't really need the ideology either in our political discussions but we certainly don't need the word. The only reason to use the word is to keep up the faith the hope for an economic system that will bring salvation to all the world in the form of a socialist utopia, but what we really should do is ditch the word socialism, and the ideology is probably not that great anyway. But what we the truth is, we're fighting for democracy, not socialism, here. So never use the word neoliberal. It, particularly as a political label. It is an attack on liberalism, and therefore, by extension, liberal democracy. So why use the word liberal? First of all, it's an attack on fellow allies. It's an attack on liberalism. Liberalism is under attack from both the left and the right. We know how much the right hates liberals, but the left has been attacking liberals for a long time already. So people actually don't know what the word means. And it's, we definitely use this against ourselves. So this is like anti-liberal propaganda. And this also makes me support that this word neoliberal as propaganda is probably coming from the same source. The propaganda against social uh, against liberals on the right and the propaganda against neoliberalism on the left may, I suspect, be coming From the same source because the only people who benefit, the primary people who benefit from the lack of belief or the denigration of democracy as a political system are authoritarians like Putin. Capitalism is an economic system. It's secondary to the political system which determines the economic policies. Conservatives believe that free markets lead to human freedom Socialists believe that economic equality leads to human freedom. Both are essentially wrong, but freedom and equality really only happen when the will of the people is truly represented in government policies. A truly representative democracy leads to freedom and equality. The only way through social democracy is through democracy. Now, here are some other things we should avoid. In my opinion, we should not call Christians Nazis. Don't use the label Christian nationalist. So when we're looking at this slide, what do you see here? What is it that you see in this slide? What are we looking at here? First of all, we're not engaged in the struggle against Christianity, and we should not be engaged engaged in the struggle over Christianity. Uh, Such discussions quickly turn to a condemnation of large groups of people, of all of Christianity. It's not just a small sliver of Christian nationalism. The critique is of all of Christianity. And we don't want to get caught up in it. There's actually no one marching under the banner of Christian nationalism. So let's not create that banner for them. People have always justified their behavior using religion. That's no surprise the the white supremacist and Kluge Xan has always had a religious component to it. They've always used religion to justify all manner of atrocity and ultimately Christian nationalists do not represent the vast majority of the 73 million Trump voters or the rest of the electorate that have basically they've effectively trounced democratic hopes in the Senate by outperforming Trump in the election. So and there's nothing wrong with being a Christian or believing in God. In fact, use scripture. And resort to one's own faith for inspiration and guidance. And whenever you're talking about religion or your faith, you're reaching out to moderates and conservatives. So so what I see here, what I see here, and the first thing I see here is a book market. People are writing lots of books, selling lots of books on this topic. And the second thing i see a target audience here's a target here's a group of people that we can target with this propaganda this messaging that might come on our side yeah so the, so that's what i see here that this is a, a that um we need to look at both this and the democracy slide where we see the decline in democracy, not just as a measure of public opinion, but also a measure of the effectiveness of propaganda. How effective has the propaganda been in changing people's opinions over time or affecting people's opinions? So all the books on Christian nationalists have had their effect. All the propaganda against anti-democratic propaganda has had an effect, and we need to address that if we're gonna save democracy. Um, So we want to avoid anti-American propaganda. And I wanna advise you not to get involved in debates about what our school children are being taught. Uh, Conservatives have an inherent advantage when their children are involved. And it's important to remember that the people who attacked our nation's capital are not school children. The police officers, who are beating and killing people in the streets are not school children. I cannot believe that anyone goes through our system of education and doesn't learn about the civil war and the civil rights movement. Our schools are doing a fine job. Avoid this debate. We shouldn't be there. Mass mandates, okay, that's protecting people's lives. Telling teachers what to teach other people's kids. We're not winning any support that way. Don't call people racist. Okay, this probably should go without saying, but it's all too readily used as the first sign of disagreement. And this is more likely to be the end of the conversation, not the beginning. And yes, we used it against our own allies too. So try to avoid it. There's a new article out by um, I don't know how new it is, but Protect Democracy put it out. And among some of the things it says is that when we appeal to talk about racism, we lose white voters. Now, I sort of see more when we are anti American and, and are too negative about America and the, America's history, we're going to lose voters. When we claim to be socialists or promote social, we're gonna lose voters. So, and so that's the debate. How can we address these issues without losing, losing voters? And that we have the, also in the article the tendency to attack one another and Republicans don't do that, but we wanna tell people you know, so that you're not a true Democrat or you're not a real progressive. So don't call people this, or even rhinos, don't call people rhinos. I know most of you won't. Don't use litmus test. Uh, These are purity codes that they exclude rather than include people. They tell us that, oh, we're pure, but you know, and you're not, and therefore you are not true, not real. Tell them, when people tell me I'm not a real progressive, I just say, okay, I, I won't be a progressive then, is that what you want? You know, you want you know, that, don't do it. And I would advise against engaging at least with your family and other moderates and conservatives with these quasi-religious rituals like um, leftists like to engage in nowadays, such as reciting our native lands or identifying our pronouns, I mean, Many people haven't even accepted gays and lesbians. They haven't accepted gays, and now we want them to accept gays. I mean, really, how far can we push these people? We can leave our hyper-identity politics at home. Okay, so after all of this one might ask, and there's a legitimate question to be asked here. And that question is this, have we lost our minds? What are we really thinking when, as my brother told me, we send paperwork to parents telling them about their child's choice of pronouns? My brother said that hit him, felt like it hit him in the gut. Do we think we're winning the minds and hearts of the American people by doing things like that? I don't think so. So I want to talk about one last thing here, a few extra slides. So many of you may know who this person is some of you may not her name's hard to pronounce she goes by Jiggy and she's the executive director of the independent strategic research collaborative. So she is a professional propagandist now. The fact that she's a professional propagandist, I don't have any problem with. We need professional propagandists. We have a big messaging problem. The fact that she's a professional propagandist, I don't have any problem with. I don't necessarily have to agree with her, but we do need professional messaging. So, but let's let's take a look at this. Is from a job description. So let's take a look. Communications alignment. The Independent Strategic Research Collaborative facilitates research and communications alignment to help the progressive movement realize the promise of a truly equitable multiracial democracy. So, you know, the most important point here is the point that we are being propagandized. I mean, a lot of people think, oh, we're not being propagandists. We only speak truth. Arguers are only speaking truth. It's not the case, okay? And thank God it's not the case. Every We need propagandists, but we also need to be aware of it. What does she mean by communications alignment? And what does she mean by multiracial democracy? So there's been this debate, you know, should we use the word democracy or should we use the term voting rights? And I think This lady came up with a good idea to use the word voting rights, especially for those deceived and misled young people who have been taught wrong. Yet at the same time, is that really the motivation behind it? Should we be just accepting, first of all, that people don't believe in democracy anymore? And then, secondly, are we actually participating in that by framing the democracy debate into the racial narrative. And I've been opposed to that for a long time. I'm a strong advocate of building a pro-democracy movement. I've been resisting the attempt of the anti-racist movement to take over the democracy movement and subordinate it to their cause. And I've been fighting against that, but I could not hold them off forever. And so recently, It has come out that they have decided that vote democracy is out, voting rights are in. So here's a little more. Our research, large scale briefings, messaging, memos, and strategic intel tie together desperate voting and electoral issues under a single narrative umbrella. See that narrative? That is able to both grow and inspire greater engagement from our base from it's a base strategy this is not a strategy to reach out to the middle of the country it's a strategy to organize and and align the base and so so that we got one more slide here to show you and then we are deliberately low profile in order to ensure collaboration and buy-in with partners, so what that means, they're on the deal, they're on the down low, they, so they don't want us to know what they're doing. Why voting rights beyond just sub, subordinating democracy to the to the racial um, narrative to the anti-racist movement, but also democracy. And socialism? Are we being aligned ideologically as well? Because all this anti democracy, neoliberalism stuff and attacks on fellow Democrats are coming from some of these same people. And it's harmful to the cause of democracy. So I think while she's got a good idea in promoting voting rights and using that as a rhetoric, it's not a good idea to not use democracy and not talk to democracy. That's the only way we're gonna bring the country together. And that may rally the base, but it's not gonna reach out to the center. So this brings us to the messaging program problem on the left and the wokeness debate. And this part of the program is for you guys. Um, I've pretty much had my say um, how do we reach out to the middle? Will we, need the, we will need the entire nation behind us to pass the Freedom to Vote Act and other legislation designed to shore up our flawed democracy. We will need the pillars of power and middle America engaged in the struggle if we are to resist the coming attack on voting rights or, God forbid, the imposition of a dictatorship. But if we all come, but if we come off as anti American, anti Christian socialists, we aren't winning anything.